When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, and and Sip, this one's going to be a lot of fun. Because uh, we took the show on the road, and as you can see behind our shoulders, uh, we are in Ainsworth, Nebraska, home of the Bulldogs, Ainsworth High School, for, for good reason. Uh, the top-ranked player in Nebraska, Carter Nelson, announced earlier today, picks Nebraska here um, in front of uh, over 100 people inside his school gym. Um, Highest-ranked recruit SIP to come out of the state of Nebraska since the year 2008. That was Baker Steinkuhler. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's welcome in. Let's let's bring in the man, uh, Carter Nelson, uh, joining us here from Ainsworth as uh, we start the show off live with Carter in studio uh, on site. Carter, first of all, uh, congratulations. Uh, we've got a chance to really get to know you here over the last several months. Uh, I'm sure this moment has been on your mind for a long time. Congratulations on your pick with Nebraska. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you handled it really well. I mean, didn't overdo it. Um, it worked out perfectly here at Ainsworth High School. And, and, and the thing I think people wonder, Carter, is how tough was this decision? It was the toughest decision of my life. Yeah, um, yeah no, it was definitely very difficult because I was 10 minutes I was thinking this team, 10 minutes I was thinking the next team. Um, yeah, so it was definitely an extremely tough process for sure. What? Why Nebraska? What put Nebraska over the top? You you visited this month, you visited Georgia, then you visited Notre Dame, then you visited Penn State, then you visited Nebraska. You've considered Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, well, a long list of schools. Why why Nebraska? Um, kind of the legacy. Um, I see what the coaches are going to do there, and I do truly believe that they're going to turn it around. Um, and then also family. Uh, my family. family is right there. Um, I'm a big family guy, um, for sure. And then I got along with the other commits on the visit really well, and that's big. So, yeah. Carter, the last month, I mean, what was that like? You went on official visits to Georgia, uh, Penn State, Notre Dame, Nebraska. You went on a spring trip tour, and Alabama was in there, Auburn was in there, Tennessee was in there. You went to a lot of schools where they're not used to hearing the word no, and, and you had to go talk to all these coaches, all these people you were with. Uh, what was the last month like for you? Um, it was like it was a blessing. I mean, I met a lot of great people. Um, the worst part about it was I had to say no to some amazing people that I met. Mm-hmm. Um, I have special, special bonds with some of those coaches, mm-hmm. um, and that's not something I look past. Um, and I do, I do really hope to stay in touch with those coaches for sure. Um, I really believe that they can help me become a better man and stuff like that. When you when you, I, and this is hard to do right now, Carter. I understand because it's so everything is so fresh. But what comes to mind first, as far as things you learned during this process, what you learned about college football, what you re- learned about recruiting? 
Um, I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot of great things from a lot of great people. And, and it's almost so much to where it's hard to, uh, to tell you what I learned. Uh -huh. I think I feel like I just learned a lot about myself and a lot about like how things work. Um, I've seen people be humbled. Um, I've heard of like times people going to college and they still think they're the stuff. Um, and they're not going to work as hard and stuff like that. So yeah. I've definitely learned that nothing's going to be handed to you. Really? Yes, sir. Carter, I want to go to Daniel Kalen because I feel like that was the moment that really changed a lot for Nebraska. They didn't really have kind of a leader of the recruiting class. Dylan Riola picks Georgia, um, and all of a sudden Kalen, Nebraska goes on him. He commits to Nebraska about a week later. Then that weekend, you're in Lincoln with Daniel Kalen. It was a Memorial Day weekend. How much did things really start rolling with you and Nebraska even more when Daniel Kalen was a part of the class? Um, I honestly wouldn't even say that it started more um, when he committed because I have been boys with Danny since he committed to Missouri. I, he told me at state basketball before he committed to Missouri that he was going to Missouri. Um, so it was definitely kind of cool to uh, um, have one of my boys go there. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's definitely – uh, unique because I truly do believe that he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Uh, he's he's an extremely like talented quarterback, and I think Nebraska is going to use him the right way. So you were at the College World Series with him, and that was before you announced Nebraska. Obviously, did you have a lot of people coming up to you guys say, "Hey, are you going to be a Husker too?" Or did you guys get stopped by a lot of fans that night? Yeah, it was it was cool because um, when I was on my way, like we're walking around, and I would see people trying to sneak pictures of us and. Um, I like to interact with people, so I'd be like, <laughs> I remember one time there's a guy in a car, you see him popping his phone above his steering wheel um, while we were walking back to our car, and I was like, I pointed at him like, I got you, and he goes, I had to, sending it to a buddy, but are you coming home? Um, so, I mean, there's definitely a lot of cool, like, that wasn't the only time, um, but it was definitely a lot of cool experiences. But home, I mean, that, that home element sounds very important in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, like when you weighed factors, where was that? Was it one, two, three, four? What was it? I really, I really tried not to okay. um, put that in there, mostly because they didn't want me to. Um, they? Uh, my family. Okay. Because they wanted what's best for me. Um, and I knew that they're going to support me either way. But I feel like now that I'm going to Nebraska, I'm going to be able to support them even more now, too. What's next for you? You got this behind you. Um, you know, obviously, you got a big senior year. Uh, your dad's one of the coaches in football. Um, your dad's your basketball coach, your track coach. I mean, how big now is this senior year for you to kind of get ready for it? It's big because we got a lot of unfinished business from last year. Um, if our expectation is state championship and nothing less, um, and we're going to work for that. We're not going to walk into it asking for it. Uh, we're going to go work for it. What kind of target, when you talk about a target on your back, I mean, you're you're an eight-man guy that's – one of the top 100 recruits in the country. I mean, are you ready for the target? Because last year people knew who you were, but I think now even more so. You know, there's going to be a lot of expectations on any time you step on the on the football field this year. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's going to be the same because no matter how much people expect out of me, nobody's going to expect more than I do out of myself. Um, and sometimes that can be taken the wrong way, but, I mean, I'm not going to change that about myself because that's just how competitive I am. Carter, where do you got to get better? I mean, where, where, where do you want to – improve your game? Um, I want to become a better blocker um, because I feel like I can really be uh, used this year by maybe pulling around the edge because we got some fast dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, honestly, every, I need to work on everything. I need to work on my pass reads for when I'm at quarterback. I need to work on crisping up my routes. I need to work on um, kind of just holding the ball longer in the pocket, just simple things like that um, that you wouldn't even think of. But I definitely need to work on all that. What, what's the role you envision playing at Nebraska? Or what kind of – maybe it's better put it this way. What did they lay out for you for their vision? Um, they see that when I get there, they're not going to – maybe put me at the tight end right away because they they um, they respect that it's going to take time to do things the right way. Um, they don't want to put something on wrong, so they want to put muscle on the right way and okay. stuff like that. Okay. As we talk with Carter Nelson here, uh, talk more, more about Matt Rule and, and just what he did because, I mean, Kirby Smart wanted you. Marcus Freeman wanted you. I mean, you had a lot of guys on you. James Franklin. What was it about Matt Rule that kind of won you over in the end? Um, we – we kind of just got to hang out, and I got to know him more as a person this weekend than just a coach, um, and I became to respect him. I already respected him, but now I respect him a lot more because I got to see him as a person too. What 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 was it about him as a person? Um, just how genuine he is. I mean, the simple things like he could be not really showing up at all to like the stuff he didn't need to be at, but he was there and he was interactive with the parents, interactive with the players and everything like that. Was he as present? I mean, you've been on a lot of trips. Was he as present as any head coach you had seen on a lot of the trips you'd been at as far as like making appearances to everything possible? Yeah, I would say so for sure. Carter, well, I know we're bouncing around a lot, but you said that, that right away you might not be the – they might not have you at a prototypical tight end spot. So would you be more just split out in a traditional receiver role? Honestly, I have quite no idea. I feel like I could be used in a lot of different ways, and, I mean, that just depends on how they see me when I get there. You fast enough to be a receiver to Power 5 level? I, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'm fast enough, but, I mean, at the same time, uh, you can kind of take one thing but not have the other because I'll, I'll have the size and I'll be able uh, – I believe that Danny Kalen can put the ball in the right spot. Okay. And if you put the ball in the right spot, I don't think a maybe six foot tall, hundred ninety five pound cool. guy is going to be able to guard me. All right, gotcha. you went on four official visits. What what was the best meal you ate? And you don't have to say somewhere in Nebraska. You've been in a lot of good places. What, what was the best it's meal you idea. ate this month? The best meal. I mean, there was a lot of great places. I had king crab this last weekend. Um, king I've had, crab. I've had, it's about forty bucks a pound at Costco. So I mean, that's yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, they were out of the tomahawk steaks. I was going to have one of those. Or was it in, in Lincoln? Yep. Where'd you guys go? Casa Bovina or downtown somewhere? Uh, it was like, there was one at the hotel we stayed at. Oh, the Graduate Hotel? Miss, oh, Misty's. Misty's. Misty's, yeah. We didn't go to that one, but we went to one somewhere Havelock. else. Misty's in uh, Havelock, yeah. Because yep. oh. I saw the tweet they put out. To, yeah. For the fan. yeah. Did, did any fans go out to no. Misty's? Yeah, that, no. that tweet got deleted quickly. Yeah, it did. Uh, but that was definitely cool. Well, hey, Carter, uh, congratulations. It, it's really cool to, to be down here. We got to see you back in the winter, play basketball up here, and, and get to know you, your coaches, and your family, a lot of your teammates. Uh, congratulations on this moment. It's a, it's a big moment for you, your family, your community of Ainsworth. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, Carter. Thanks again to Carter Nelson for having us out here in Ainsworth. Uh, much more to come. We're going to hear now next from Ainsworth head football coach Jesse Owen. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. 
a company that sells phones, wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple. We're on site in Ainsworth, Nebraska, as four-star tight end Carter Nelson picks Nebraska. We took the Husker Online Show out on the road. He decided to do it on Wednesday at noon. We taped Wednesdays at one sip. So let's, let's go to Ainsworth. Let's go talk to the big horse himself. And uh, we got Carter Nelson on, and now we're pleased to welcome on to the Husker Online Show the head coach here of the Bulldogs, Jesse Owen, uh, joining us here. Uh, and Coach Jesse, first, uh, first of all, we appreciate the setup. You, you got us a nice room, a oh, yeah. backdrop. This yeah. is, I mean, this is first class. Yeah, we got to better thank our boosters for this backdrop here, but uh, we had a feeling we'd be putting it to good use soon. Yeah, you're the head coach. Always thank your boosters. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Make sure you do that. Yeah. Well, Jesse, um, let's get into today because obviously – it's been a long year to get to this moment with the number of coaches that you've dealt with and a lot of media members that you've probably got to know over the last several yep. months. Um, just to get to this day, how special is this moment for the community of Ainsworth? Yeah, I, I look at it as from a program standpoint. Uh, this is fantastic. You know, we talked in interviews how um, Ainsworth hadn't had a winning season in about 20 years and we came rolling this year and went eight and zero in the regular season mm-hmm. um just to see the community support around here um and a good example um could be a reason why carter chose nebraska was just the support for the big red uh he humbly thought he you know originally i told you he wanted to just tweet out his announcement um then he said well you know maybe an instagram live story we can tell people they can come if they want maybe there'll be 20 people uh, no, buddy, you're going to have over 100 people. Ainsworth's going to show out. So, mm-hmm. And they did. They did. There was Absolutely. over 100 people, but Carter kept it pretty simple. Yeah. You know, is that is that kind of Carter's personality? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, he's not a big him guy. I don't know if you noticed his his teammates were up there with him. I his did His family notice. and coaches. And I think that shows a big part going into this deal. You worry a little bit about could this be a distraction potentially, and was it? You know, it's hard not to be. You got 15-year-old kids, and you got Matt Rule showing up to a basketball game. I mean, that, that's a fun deal for everybody. But uh, he does a great job focusing in on what what's important. I was struck by the inner. I, I noticed he waited for all his teammates to get here. There was one who kind of showed up late there waiting for him. Um, they all, you know, at the end, he high-fived each of them. Each of them gave him a hug. That, that seemed all very real to me. Yeah. Well. But, well, you know, we're in the summer. Right? We don't have time to just tell the boys, hey, this is a lot of media here. You need to act this way. That's no. that's natural. Our boys are good kids. Yeah, it's good. Jesse, what was the spring and even January like for you just with the number of coaches that came in? And, I mean, I had to, I have to imagine, like, when Georgia's coming here and Notre Dame. I mean, g- give us an idea of just the different people that came in and out of this building yeah. and maybe the hoopla that each <laughs> one of these visits brought to, to Ainsworth. Yeah, so each school is uh, – you know, different in their organization. Some schools would be very in advance and say, hey, you know, we have this period where we're going to travel. Can I come out this week? What day works for you? Uh, To some schools that there were a couple that would let me know maybe on a Sunday, hey, can I come Monday or Tuesday? You know, and I'm in no position really to tell these kids, no, I want what's best for Carter. Um, But man, it got crazy there for a while as far as um, the timing of day, I mean, you, you get coaches that are coming out and they're not allowed to contact Carter, but they want him to know that they're interested. So then I had to 
host all these coaches while, you know, making lesson plans to try to balance all that. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was fun to see, you know, coaches coming through the hallway and just some of our young kids light up. You know, oh, Georgia's in the hallway. Nebraska's here today. Things like that. So they see a Georgia coach coming through. They see a Penn State coach coming through. Yeah, things like that. What did you learn? I, I asked you this off air, but I'm kind of interested to ask you again. What What are your biggest takeaways from this process? What did you learn? Did you learn anything about college football? Yeah. So, well, one, I learned all the rules of how everything goes as far as you know, contact periods, things like that. Um, but like I told you earlier, the amount of time and effort that these coaches have to put in to stay in the game right now is it's, it's incredible. You know, I, I feel bad as a high school coach, how much time I put in, um, taking time away from family and things like that. And that's always kind of what I ask those guys. And it seems like each staff is a little bit different. You know, some coaches are more demanding than others. Yeah. I'm curious Did every coach fly into Ainsworth private or did some fly somewhere else and then drive up? Yeah, it, it depended, uh, I guess, if the big guns were coming or not. Um, <laughs> Georgia's coach flew every time, and this would be their, he'd land in their town. tight ends coach. He'd land, yeah, he'd come to the airport here and then stay. Uh, Notre Dame flew when it was Marcus Freeman. Matt Rule flew when he came out. But otherwise, um, that was kind of the fun part, too, was all these coaches would call, and um, we'd try to figure out what was easy. Sioux Falls, Grand Island, um, Omaha, Lincoln, things like that. Um, and some were a lot more receptive than others. You know, some some made the comment like, oh, man, I, I don't know. And it's like, well. What do you mean they don't know? What do you mean? The drive distance. Like they didn't know their confidence level in being able to pull it off. Cause you, and that's you know, speaks highly of the coaches. And a lot of co- – don't get me wrong, a lot of people made the effort. But like in the spring, I think there's a two-week time period that these coaches can travel. Um, they can, you know, fly to Kansas city and hit up 12 schools while they're there, or they can take an entire day's time and come see one kid. And that showed, you know, Carter, how, how real some of these guys were. Um, speaking of real, how suspenseful was this in, in building towards today, June 28th, where he picked, where Carter Nelson picked Nebraska, how much suspense has there been in the, in the last few days? Um, for myself, none, um, he, I, as you guys know, he committed while he was on his official. Something struck him. The visit went. Nebraska hit all the right buttons. Kudos to their staff. They did a great job. And you didn't know that was coming. I didn't know he was planning on that, no. You didn't. Um, That's what I, I was yeah. getting at. Yeah. Nebraska did a great job. Their staff has been really good this whole time and far, as far as, you know, checking in to see how Carter's doing, what, what's he thinking, things like that. Uh, kudos a uh, name that you might Christian Ellsworth he's yeah. an assistant tight ends coach has been big GI and, Northwest yes a Nebraska guy um he's been great in this process interesting yeah I mean they all have yeah coach Foley coach Wager all of them um but no suspense wise I was very shocked that day not that I thought not that Nebraska was ever out of the picture but we had it planned he was going to take these visits and you're a 17-year-old kid at these big places, you know, obviously everything's attractive. We were going to sit down and weigh it all out. I could hear it in his voice when he called. He said, Coach, it's it's different. He said, I'm, I'm going to commit. I thought I better let you know first. I said, okay. Oh, God, that's nice yeah. of him. That's yeah. nice of him. Great kid. Yeah. But there was a moment where people thought – I mean, you saw people picking Georgia. I mean, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And even Notre Dame <clears throat> experts had Notre Dame. I mean, like both those teams at least at – one point felt pretty good about where they were at with Carter, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you, you go on these visits and 
they were all great, great programs. And that's ultimately what we told them is there's no wrong decision. Find those things that are going to stick out at a program. And that's what made Nebraska different. It, you saw it today, you know, the, he's got the support. His family's here. Yeah, you heard the eruption. Right. You heard the eruption. Right. You heard the go big red. Yeah, it was uh, it was really striking. Well, just the, the to, to be able to get to games. I mean, a little over a four-hour drive to Lincoln just for the community, his family, his friends. How big do you think that factor is, too, that – you know, if you went somewhere far away, it would be really hard for anyone to go watch him play a game in person. But yeah. now, I mean, you can get to almost every home game. So one thing, a story I don't know if he shared, but his little cousin that's in that video he played that's mm -hmm. gone on visits with him, and mm -hmm. that kid's got a great personality on him himself. But mm -hmm. Carter said a moment that really struck him was when he went on his official visit Two. and he got to go play mini golf with his cousin. His official at Nebraska. And his cousin yeah. lives in Lincoln? His cousin lives, I believe so, right in that area. So, and he, he got said, to put, he got to do what? He, he went and played putt putt golf with him, okay. and he said just the ability to escape for an hour. Oh and, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So that's that's good insight. That's yeah. good insight. Okay, now let's zoom out though. Okay. Um, what is and, and a lot of people know this, but a lot of people don't. What is Nebraska getting in Carter Nelson? You want to talk skill or you want to talk skill? Okay, uh, that's what I'm most interested. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they're getting a unique talent for sure. You talk about. Um, just his size combined with his speed. 6'4", 215. Yeah, I think he might be closer to 6'5 right now. Oh, hell yeah. I think he's over 220 now is what he well, told Brian getting, Lund. He's, yeah, he's he had a lot of weight. official visit food this week. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Six, five, a lot of crab legs. Okay, 6'5", yep. 220. <laughs> what else? Um, but just the way, I mean, we play eight-man ball, so our numbers are different. We can do some different things with an even number on the field. Yeah. Um, but we move them all over, and I think that's something that a call that well Nebraska. Now we can say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Nebraska's getting an advantage there. You know, you can line him up as an H back and try to. Okay. You get a linebacker on him. Okay. He's he's gonna have the speed. You get a cornerback safety type on him. He's gonna have the size. Yeah. So matchups. Matchups. All about matchups. Absolutely. Right, coach? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Coach, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, this is our second trip up to Ainsworth. I'm going to Atkinson later this month for a family reunion. So I get, I get to come up here three times in about really six it. months. Enjoy it. I don't think I've been to Omaha three times in the last six <laughs> months. I live in Lincoln. So um, it's it's been a lot of fun to, to get up here and, and, and it's just watch this from afar because stuff like this, I don't care where you're from in the state, doesn't happen. And to have it happen in a place like this, um, it's been really special to see. And we appreciate uh, you and, and all the hospitality you've given us and, and access you've given us over this process. Well, thank you guys for making the trip out here. Oh, Jesse, appreciate it. Our pleasure. And it's an honor. Well, thanks okay. again to Jesse Owen, Carter Nelson. We're out in Ainsworth. We're going to do the rest of the show out here as well. Abby Barmore, not in Ainsworth with us, but she will join us for a mailbag segment. Uh, but we're going to give some more thoughts on Carter and this experience out in Ainsworth next. You're listening here to the Oscar Online Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel. We're out in Ainsworth, Nebraska, as Carter Nelson picks Nebraska's sip. And 
Um, it's very early in recruiting class rankings, but to kind of give you an idea of just what the impact his commitment did for the recruiting class, he's commit number 21 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska before his commit was at number 29 okay. in the rankings on on three. And the class got all the way up to number 20. So they're at 20 today. And I do like this about the on three recruiting ranking system. Um, they, they take into account what the average class sizes are around mm-hmm. the country. So it's, it's formatted. It's not, you know, if you have 20 recruits, you're automatically going to be higher than somebody that has 12 recruits. Okay. Um, so right now the formula only accounts um, for, I believe it's 13 recruits in the class or 12, 12. Um, and it, that will update and grow as the process goes. But Nebraska today at number 20 right now uh, with the commitment of Carter Nelson. It's still very early, uh, but they're squarely at number five in the Big Ten as well. And you talk about who's number the top four, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, Penn State. Yeah. Those, those were the top four, mm-hmm. Nebraska at five. Um, and I think a lot of people are be like, well, they're always kind of about right there, which is true. It's true. Um, but I think there were some questions where this class was heading. Um, and I think getting Kalen, McMorris, Devon Hall, and now Carter Nelson have really kind of bumped it up, and they're sitting at 21 recruits. Well, and you just mentioned a bunch of skill guys. And that's what, you know, I, I, we just had uh, Carter Nelson on, and I kind of wish I would have asked him, how much of you picking Nebraska is just stems from the excitement you have about the skill position in your in your recruiting class. I mean, it mentioned Malachi, Malachi Coleman, and Davon Hall. I'm just gonna th- I'm just gonna throw three out. Davon Hall is a big, long, strong-handed receiver. Malachi, big, long, strong-handed receiver. Now you add Carter Nelson, who you know he's a, he's a hybrid player. Let's face Keelan it, Keelan Smith, Quinn Clark. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Good point, Sean. That have those. Variables, and you already they're have. They're going to look Coleman. good coming. Out. Now they're going to look good coming off the bus. They're going to look good in warmups. Now, how will they be in the games? We don't. Nobody knows. But man, it's a good-looking bunch of guys. I talked to somebody on the staff over there um, this last week, and he said that you know the athletic profile of this team just with one class has already improved with the kind of people they're recruiting. I mean, Evan Cooper, Matt Rule. And the system they use, they they look for a certain kind of athletic profile. Well, and I got to tell you, Sean, on on my radio show for a couple years or three years, I would rail against Nebraska, and I know and I know not everybody agreed with me, and you probably don't. But when they were back in that Frost era, Riley era, a little bit too, they, they they're so small at receiver. Spiel, Spielman's a good receiver. They had DPE. Spielman was never a good number one receiver, though. but they but they had some good guys. But they're all I mean they're five ten, five eleven, five nine. It's going to look a lot different and a lot better. That's I just said. I just said you gotta you gotta trot guys out there with size. Not all of them. I mean, there's guys in this world, Tyreek Hill, um, plenty of guys um, that can work being five nine, five ten. But as a as a rule, I just like them bigger. A lot of guys though that have verifiable track speed numbers. Well, that's a big part of it, too. You know, the the happiest person with everything still has to probably be the Nebraska track program because they're going to get a lot of of these football players to come on board. But let's get back to Nelson. Yeah, stay with Carter Nelson. So we made the decision, um, you know, once Nelson 
was opening things up, I Jesse reached out to me and I, I just said, "Sip, let, let's go out here." I mean, we yeah. we came out here back in February and it was a phenomenal trip, um, mm-hmm. you know. And that was the week Alabama offered and Georgia offered yeah. Carter Nelson. Yeah, it was crazy. And you know, it's like it's a Wednesday in late June. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the b- biggest recruit to come out of Nebraska in terms of ranking since 2008, Baker Steinkuhler, and really one of the higher ranked recruits to pick Nebraska in a while. You know, it's our duty to be here. We should be here. And, you know, I'm glad that we came out here, got to see this play out, because uh, there's just – kids like this don't come to Nebraska very often. No, and, and they don't, as you as you laid out really well. I don't know that Ainsworth – it's possible that Ainsworth will never have this sort of athlete. I mean, they had again. Jesse Carr, who went to Colorado State for basketball. And right. He, he was like a Jimmy Chitwood out here for basketball. He led him to a state championship, and they've got a great basketball history in this community. But I'm telling you, a, a kid like Carter Nelson, who high, high jumps seven foot, pole vaults fourteen five, right, is a can play power five, probably receiver at six five two twenty. I mean, I think he'll ultimately be a tight end. But Sean, it, he's he's the number one ranked player in the state. He's the number three tied in in the country. I don't know that it's possible this little town of 1,200 will never, ever have a player like him again. I mean, it's very possible. The, I mean, we're just talking odds, Sean. The odds are against it. The most striking thing we heard, I thought, over these few months with Carter Nelson was when Nick Saban told him that in my coaching career, which is over 40 years, you're the first eight-man player I've ever watched on tape. That was striking. I mean, that should knock you back a step. That knocked me back a step. Think about things that have knocked you back a step, Sean. What knocked me back Georgia a step? Georgia flying their jet in here and their coach staying at the roadway in and, and Ainsworth and, to go see Carter Nelson. And telling him, you have a spot in our class. Georgia. I mean, the, the, the top program in the country right now. Held a spot for him. Held a spot for him. It was tough. Now, this was – and I, I want to make it clear to people. We did our interviews today. We just had Carter Nelson on. I talked to his dad um, off air. We talked to his, his coach. Um, this was a tough decision. This was tough. I mean, it, it was – there was people here today that thought Georgia was in the lead. You know, up until the last. Like we second. had, a, we kind of knew he was picking Nebraska, but I, I think not everyone in that room did. Today. No. Oh, today I think most people probably had a did. good feel. Yeah, but I'd say two weeks ago, what what do you think people were thinking? They well, didn't know. There were industry experts from other networks that are tied to Georgia and tied to Notre Dame that that put their picks in. And mm-hmm. generally, I know when I do it, you feel really good about it because. When you put a pick in for a guy, you don't want to be wrong about it. No, you know, it's your credibility's at stake. When big names that cover recruiting at Georgia and Notre Dame are picking those teams for Carter Nelson, I think everybody's like, oh boy. But credit Matt Rule, they had the plan to stick with this late visit. And completely opposite of how, you know, Frost ran the month of June, they, they, he was bigger on bringing the guys at the beginning of the month. That's fine if you lock them up. Yeah. But if you don't lock them up and then they keep going on trips, they forget about your trip. Right. Matt Rule was able to keep Carter Nelson committed to this fourth and final weekend in June, and I thought that was huge. That was huge. And then you heard Jesse, his head coach, say they pushed all the right buttons. You, I don't know if we're giving Nebraska enough credit right now. Matt Rule's operation, Matt Rule's operation, I mean, they, they pushed all the right buttons on that visit weekend, they had his future teammates there. And by the way, the fact that 14 visitors that weekend. Yeah. And, and Carter talked about this, 
the fact that he got along so well and bonded with those guys was a gigantic factor, a gigantic factor. Daniel Kalen and him, too, their relationship, I know that wasn't the overall deciding factor, but I think that was a factor, just the friendship those two developed. Like Memorial Day weekend, Carter stopped by Nebraska unannounced. Daniel Kalen went down there to hang out with Carter. Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Give. I think you got to give Danny Kalen credit in this this scenario, but also with the class, he's proven to be pretty effective. Kalen, um, look at his two teammates. His two teammates, Isaiah McMorris and, and Devon Hall. Hall. Yeah, they if they had misgivings about Daniel Kalen, they wouldn't be in Nebraska. Um, Daniel's done a good job of sacrificing his own personal time to help Nebraska. Where would they be without Kalen? I don't know. It's a good point. And Kalen's intangibles already show to me. I mean, he's willing to be helpful in this process. He knows that, you know what? He knows that's, that's, on, that's part of being a quarterback. There's so much about that position that's important, and so much of it doesn't involve anything about completing passes or making clean handoffs. It's a lot of intangibles and keeping people together and and Sean being a recruiter. Think about though the effort and time they spent on Dylan Riola and how they, much, Nebraska. How, how yeah. much that kind of slowed this process down of building this class, <laughs> getting it rolling. Because you need your quarterback. Oh, you're right. Sean. And they had a they had to play the dance game with Dylan Riola mm-hmm. and you know, when he didn't take that official visit or schedule one to Lincoln, when he didn't come to the spring game, you know, he came on that dead period visit to Nebraska. That was it. You kind of knew, like, God, they, they better figure out this quarterback plan. They can't go without a quarterback in an opening recruiting class. You don't want to go with not a great quarterback either. And to no. get Kalen, I mean, it just – Hold on now. Very fortunate. This is – well, it's not luck. That's the thing. Ooh. It's right now. Michael Huffman, the Bellevue West coach, has spelled this out very well. Matt Rule, this is where, again, you got to give Rule credit. He was up front with, 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 with Huffman and with Daniel, and, and he told him, look, our priority is Dylan Rayola, but if something doesn't go right for us with Dylan Rayola, we're coming right to you. We're coming right to you. They, they told him exactly the lay of the land, didn't, didn't mince words, and when Dylan Rayola chose Georgia, they went right to Kalen. I mean, that day. And, and it, you know, that, that impressed Huff, Michael Huffman, the Bellevue West coach, and I'm sure it impressed Daniel Kalen. And then it was on. You know, Daniel wanted to play for Nebraska. And you're right, Sean. Then things, it, it, things started to fall into place better at that point, and they should. Because McMorris and Hall probably weren't in the picture either. Probably not at that point, no. All right, when we come back. Well, they weren't at that point. They might not be in the picture at all if it wasn't for Daniel. When we come back, we're going to take questions in the mailbag. Abby Barmore will join us next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Abby Barmore joining us back from Lincoln as uh, we're going to take mailbag questions. But before we get to that sip, uh, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by... Larson Motors, Sean. Um, If you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands brands in one location. Think about this, Sean. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, 
or RAM really has never been easier. So start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. And I caught you, by the way, as we drove through small town Nebraska, eyeballing some of those Rubicon Jeeps we were seeing. Oh, they're beautiful. I mean, it's going to be, and I'm not having a midlife crisis, Sean. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm over that. But, but I, yeah, there is. I'm, I am definitely. On now you a drive road. a motorcycle, and you were almost going to buy a boat this week. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> All right, I got some problems. Okay. Yeah, all right, <laughs> let's get in the mailbag. Abby yeah. Barbo joining us. Abby, where are you going to start us out with this week? Okay, our first question. If you could add one former Husker player to this year's team, who would it be? Oh, hello. <sighs> a pass rusher. Or no, I, I had an inside lineman named I mean, Sue. And Dominic and Sue is an automatic one, but how about – I'd take Rex Burkhead just for the consistency that – Amir Abdullah. Are you – Sean, you could pick anybody. Okay. I'm just saying recent. I mean, I could go like Lawrence Phillips. If I yeah, I mean, why don't we just go Rogier while I mean, we're at it, all right? Wouldn't you take Rogier over Burkhead? Nothing. No offense to Rex. No, I'm yeah, I'm, it's a really broad question. I mean, yeah. I take Bobby Reynolds. I mean, like. No, no, that's not – I mean, if you're thinking about it, I'm thinking about defense – I think they meet – Sean, I'm going to do this for you. They need, more, they need more help on defense. What do we always talk about? The line. Why not Sue? I'll take Sue. And, and Levante David. No, I want up front. I want guys up front. They need, they need help up front. They need more depth up front. They need more size up – well, mo mostly depth. And pass rush is always a factor. Sue could, Sue could help you with that. So I'm taking Sue. Would you take – okay, this is a tough one. Would you take Randy Gregory – now, now, or Grant Wistrom? Oh, it's a good question. I, I, it's debatable because I think there was a time where you'd say Grant Wistrom ought to – but when you see what Gregory is continuing to do in the NFL. Uh -huh. I, when Randy is at his best and when Randy was at his best, um, I thought he – I get killed by those 90s football players, those, the, the former 90s guys for saying this, but I thought Gregory was better than Wistrom. I saw them both. And – like, for instance, when Randy got ready for the combine um, and I saw him at the combine, the NFL combine, I'd, I'd never seen a Nebraska defender like that. He, he is in perfect shape. Now, then problems started and he fell out of the first round, all that. But when I saw him at the combine, he was – I felt bad for the guys who followed him in line because he was seven notches better. Well, and he saw more NFL-type tackles in college, probably mm -hmm. than those 90s Huskers teams. Because teams just Good point. I mean, you're in the Big Ten in the 2010s, you're seeing true NFL tackle bodies. Oh, every week. College football in the 90s, it wasn't built that way. It was different. Well, O'Shawn Mathis, O'Shawn Mathis was a great example of that. He, I watched that Big 12 tape when he was at TCU, O'Shawn Mathis, and I was – struck by the level of tackle play is so much lower than the Big Ten. And I think O'Shawn got to the Big Ten and said, okay, yeah, this is different. This is different. All right, next question, Abby. What position battles are most intriguing to you this upcoming For, fall? Um, I want to see how the wide receiver room shakes out. I think that's a big one. And I'm, I, I'm going running back. Irvin, Anthony Grant. Right. I mean, I think that's a – I think it's a battle. I, I, I think the coaching staff really, really – it seems like they push Irvin 
um, for that role. But I just don't think Grant will be denied. I think eventually Anthony Grant will win that job again. I think he's a better running back. I think he's a better running back. Yeah, they've got to manage that room right. And I think that's what happened last year. Like Anthony Grant took too many carries for a few weeks in a row, and then then his body just didn't recover. He wasn't quite the same, especially as the defense is stiffened. I mean, think about how good the run defenses were. Nebraska faced down the stretch of the season. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, Illinois. Oh, God. I mean, they played like four oh, of God, the best yeah. run defenses in the country. Right. Now, as far as the position battle conversation goes, Abby, it's it's hard because, I mean, especially if you're looking trying to look at position battles on the defense, they move guys around so much. Um you know, guys are interchangeable at a lot of spots. So it's really – it's sort of hard to have that conversation all over the field. There's a few positions, but not there's not a lot of that. All right, what's next, Abby? Okay, of the 2024 wide receivers, who do you feel will make the biggest impact early on? Of the ones that are committed for this recruiting class, not last year, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. Oh, so you don't have Malachi mm-hmm. Coleman. No. Does Carter Nelson count as a receiver? Yes. Yeah, I think you can. I mean, it'd, yes, be, you can. it'd be him – um, I'm really intrigued with Quinn Clark, though. I really think Quinn Clark, really, a thousand yards receiving. He's almost six five. Mm-hmm. Had had 15 touchdown catches in Montana. I mean, he's he's a sleeper. Okay, who's not a sleeper? I, I'm picking Davon Hall. No, I'm picking Davon Hall. Davon Hall's got that that size that I like. That I mentioned six two, um, minimum of one ninety. He's and he's got he's long. He's got length. He can go up and get it. And what he has is strong hands, Sean. I mean, he's not going to run away from a lot of Big Ten corners. Hardly anybody does. So you got to catch balls in traffic. Trey Palmer, that's about it. Yeah, you got to catch. Yeah, he did it. But you got to catch balls in traffic. You got to you got to use your hands. He's got good hands. He got big, strong hands. All right, Abby. Uh, time for a couple more. What's next? Okay, so here's our story time question for Ooh. the day. Of the commitments you've seen and been to, which player has had the best announcement? Go, Sean. Oh, you've been man. to so many, Sean. It wasn't really like a true announcement, but Chris Brooks, he committed the same day in Dominican suit, and I went to St. Louis for, <laughs> the, for that announcement. And it freaked me out to this day. His little boy was a baby. And then last summer – him and his son, his son's now at Wisconsin as a receiver, were in my office. And I'm like, God, I interviewed you, and I interviewed your son on our show. That's one I'll always remember. Um, that is amazing. You know, in-state ones are rare. Like Carter Nelson, you don't generally see it staged out like this too often um, on the local level. I mean, Malachi Coleman's was pretty big, but then he decommitted from Nebraska. So it kind of took – a little bit of the thunder away from his initial announcement. Then he went back and obviously committed to Nebraska. Um, but, you know, a good announcement is hard to pull off. Carter Nelson did it well in an understated way today. And Short, and, sweet, to the point. Yeah, pretty good crowd. I'd say 120, 150 people in the stands. It's surrounded by his teammates, his family. And then, yeah, the announcement was short and sweet. Basically, wound down to thanking God and saying, go Big Red, I'm staying home. I thought it was beautiful. Do you remember um, the receiver or the cornerback from Miami? I think his name was Francois. Oh, God, I do remember that day very and well. He had already signed his letter of intent to Nebraska. So I, 
it was kind of a weird deal. He was making a public announcement, mm-hmm. but there was a rumor that Travis Fisher was leaving to go to Miami, mm-hmm. uh, but the Miami Herald was on site thinking this kid was going to go to Miami. Then he goes to Nebraska. Uh-huh. Um, that, he, so Francois' announcement was definitely memorable. That he was, stepped away from the table for like a half hour. And went in back, in back on of the sp- phone. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was really odd. It was, that was an odd one. This one was very comparatively clean. Like, for instance, I would say this, too, about Carter Nelson. You don't worry about him flipping, you know, right? I mean, I wouldn't think so. No. I, Sean, I'd be, sh- I'd be shocked. I'd be, I'd, it'd blow me away if something happened after he does this and tells his family, his teammates, this town that he's going to Nebraska and then doesn't go to Nebraska. I'd be, I'd ask, this is one where just book it. And it just isn't changing. No, and, and recruiting now gets done so quickly now. Like a lot of guy, I mean, by July 4th, a good chunk of the kids are going to be committed places. Yeah, yeah. All right, final question, Abby. All right, Ainsworth head coach Jesse Owen, he was on the show earlier, but he responded to our mailbag tweet and wants to know what is your favorite part about being in Ainsworth? <laughs> Jesse, hey, Jesse wrote that? So yep. we didn't get to experience it, but I want to try the 402 um, – brewery restaurant there sports bar yeah um but we we've hit up the pizza hut here uh ordered a pizza brian munson sip and i had a pizza here last time yeah um we've been in big john's mm-hmm. i mean it, it's it's a great community the yeah yeah it is i'm not talking i'm not i'm not there's no specific restaurant or anything like that i just like the ex- the the genuineness of the people like for instance the people at the school like when you walk in it, it feels like it feels like I'm a graduate. Like it, they make you feel incredibly comfortable. I mean, just like maybe you'd expect from in a small town environment. Let's put it this way: everything you expect in a small town environment is here in Ainsworth. The people are ridiculously kind, but you know, very straightforward. Um, I, I just say the overall experience, but and this just being also up being in this part of Nebraska, which you don't get to very often. No, and. It just takes you back. I mean, like when you drive down that highway and go through each community one by one. Yeah. Um, highway 20, I believe. I mean, it's you're like, wow. I mean, just you really appreciate the state and, and the people in the state. And you're seeing the young boys. I'm talking like seven, eight-year-old boys in there today. Mm-hmm. And the look on their face, just knowing that this day, this moment, they're going to be telling their kids about this moment, like just the historical feeling. And that's why I wanted to be here. I wanted to be a part of the history of this yeah. moment. Because this, if, if Carter goes on to be a great player and, and a pro, maybe someday you'll remember this moment. I will remember this moment. I'll remember the moment he signed. Like the this little girl, the little grade school girl, came up and he signed the back of her shirt, and she just beamed. And then her mom took a photo of her, um, and there she was just beaming. And that's a big day for Ainsworth. And and Carter handles. You know what? He handles this stuff really well. Well, and he he let the media know. He's like, hey, I'm gonna give the community as much time as they want for pictures and autographs before I come and talk to you guys, mm-hmm. which, you know, that that's how much he really cares about the people in the moment there. Um, and he, he gave 20, 30 minutes to make sure anyone that wanted a photo, an autograph, whatever. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. The whole thing's pretty cool. And Jesse, uh, my favorite part of Ainsworth, you're part, you're a big part of that, Jesse. We found out Jesse's a uh, three handicap on the golf. We're not going to golf with you, Jesse, because it wouldn't be that pretty. I well, it sure wouldn't be if you did. I'm playing. I'm playing Friday, by the way. Oh God! In a, in a couple scramble. Yeah, that's a 
that's a disaster. Waiting it's going to be a disaster. And <laughs> at the con- I'm playing at the country club, so I, I better just puddle. I'm, I might only putt. Yeah, you just putt. <laughs> All right. When we, uh, thank you very much, Abby. Abby, good job. Of course. Thank you. All, All right. right. When we come back, uh, we'll close the show uh, with some big picture thoughts on the 2024 class. Uh, and the, the run of commits. We're going to recap all that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Two, one. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show, Sean Callahan and Steve Sipple. We are out in Ainsworth, Nebraska. Carter Nelson picks Nebraska today, uh, giving the Huskers Sipple 21 commitments uh, the Nebraska recruiting class now up to number 20 in the updated industry rankings, which that's the numbers crunch. Our on three industry rankings takes our on three rankings, rivals rankings, 24-7. ESPN crunches it all into one to give you the most accurate, comprehensive uh, in- industry rankings. So uh, Nebraska hanging strong at number 20, but it's been quite a run of commits for Nebraska in, in just the last week alone. Um, this week, Nebraska, you know, Friday last week, got Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorris. Uh, Kiwan Lacey, the running back out of Lancaster, Texas, commits to Nebraska. Um, he gives them the running back they need in this class. Evan Taylor a week ago commits at corner. Uh, Braylon Prudes, a safety commit. Landon Davison on the O-line. Donovan Jones, a new commit um, on the o, on the the in the secondary. Rex Guthrie out of uh, Littleton, Colorado. Quinn Clark. Um, you, you, I mean, all of these guys, all of this has just kind of happened in the last week. Kalen Barda, uh, Jake Peters. Last couple of weeks, yeah, it's been dizzying, really. Um, and this is what June's about now, right? I mean, this is, this is going to be June. Yeah, it's really hard for a prospect to want to hold off to the season mm-hmm. because it, people aren't going to hold off for you, right. if that makes sense. Because these spots, you're competing at a premium for these spots. So to give you an idea of the run they've been on, um, June 7th, they got Mario Buford's commit. That was after that opening weekend. So that's 21 days ago. That was the eighth ago. commit. Three they got to ago. 21 today. Okay. So in three weeks, they went from eight to 21. And you know, there's some there's some characteristics that are kind of they carry over from guy to guy. I mean, they're they're really going with longer guys, size. They're obviously looking at track times. Um, and by the way, Carter Nelson. Think about Carter Nelson, six five, two twenty. He's got that length. When you see Carter Nelson in the gym, like when we when we came here in February in, this winter. And we we walked in the gym. Remember, we walked in the gym, and he was just shooting around. He was alone. It was early in the pretty afternoon. surreal, honestly. Yeah, it was. It was in empty what, school. Yeah, empty school. And the way I the way I size that up in my brain is that's what you you walk in, you see this six five, two hundred fifteen pound kid, high school kid shooting baskets. That's you just think that's what it should look like. If 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 you're if you got an image in your mind of the number one player in the state. That's what it should look like, Carter Nelson. I mean, and so this is exciting. But there's a lot of it, there's a lot of exciting things that have happened in that class. That running back, Kiwan Lacey from Lancaster, Texas, that you mentioned, that's a good looking running back. It is that that he he strikes me as a throwback type Nebraska running back with how how he gets downhill and how he takes on tacklers, and he'll look good running behind a fullback. I think the way he runs. Um, not that they're always going to use a fullback. And then I think 
those two receivers from Bellevue West were gigantic for this class. Gigantic. Getting Isaiah McMorris and Davon Hall. Sean, tell me it didn't change the way you looked at the class in a in a in an instant. Yeah, because if think if you're Matt Rule and you're number one, all the top power five guys are gonna not come to Nebraska, possibly. Well, at that, at that certain at that point, point. It, it at felt that point, like Hall and McMorris could be gone. Right. Kalen was going to go to Missouri. And you Car- didn't know about Ke- Nelson Carter. You didn't know about Carter Nelson. Um, yeah, Ingerson, they kind of made a push and he stuck with Pitt. Yeah. They they tried to get in with Rezac a little bit um, and he stuck with Notre Dame. So, mm-hmm. like, the, it didn't have a great feel. But now you have the top four. And now you have the consensus top four. I think there is a line. When you look at the top four prospects in terms of power five recruiting attention, they've got them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so that's that part is critical. I just think it's been interesting in the last week how the perception of the class, at least in my brain, swung dramatically getting Hall and McMorris last weekend, right? And then following that up with, um, with, Car- with, with Carter Nelson. It, I, it, I look at it differently now. And now I think about it, the, these, the skill position guys, it, it looks pretty impressive, particularly on the outside. With Malachi Coleman coming in, um, with Carter Nelson, um, with Davon Hall, McMorris, those guys. And you mentioned Quinn Clark. There's other guys. But, man, that, now that starts to look pretty good to me. Six from Nebraska, six from Texas. Class and, of 2024. Um, the numbers in this class right now. So the state of Texas continues to be big. They took seven a year ago when you count the transfer they added uh, from the t- state of Texas, uh, Joshua Fleeks. Right. Um, he'll be a one-year player here. But you think about that, that, there's more potential Texas names out there, more Nebraska names out there. You could theoretically – there's 12 right now from those two states – you could have 14, 15 of your guys from Texas and Nebraska. Yeah, it's, as long as they're the right guys. But, I mean, the, as long as they're the right guys. But the reason I like that Texas that picture is because those guys play year-round. All the things you always hear. They, they, these guys play year-round. They train year-round. They think football all the time. So it makes sense. Now, I wondered, I wondered if Nebraska could pull it off. You know, could they go down and get guys and pull them up here from Texas? But I'd say they're doing a pretty good job of it so far. Well, Sip, it's been a lot of fun um, coming up here doing this show. Um, yeah, it has been. We've made we've had a lot of quality time on the road. I wish we could almost broadcast our, our conversations in the car. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> no, it'd be fun. No, these trips are fun. I know they're fun because they go so fast. Like today was just a whirlwind. We stayed in Norfolk. Um, we split it up, and we thought about doing it all in one. Like you know what? We'll just break it up. We hit up Maine. How about downtown North Fork? That was boy. Yeah, if you if you if you're unfamiliar with this area, North Fork, you'd be. I think some people would be surprised how it is really handsome. We're like, gonna stop there in a couple of weeks now. When I go on our Atkinson family reunion trip, we're gonna pit stop in North Fork. Mm-hmm. That's a good time. But it, but yeah, this was an exciting day. This is the number one recruit in the state of Nebraska. Big moment. And and, and here's the thing, Sean. The reason I think is exciting is it because it wasn't a given. This was not a given, and that's what I'm going to keep harping on. This young man visited Georgia, Notre Dame, and Penn State this month, came to the conclusion that he's betting on Nebraska, Sean. He's betting on Nebraska. Georgia held a place for him. Penn State is loaded right now. He's betting on Nebraska that they're going to end up like those programs. 
Well, Sip, uh, we got to drive back now. Yeah, let's go. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, all the hospitality. Thanks again to Jesse Owen, Carter Nelson, the community of Ainsworth for welcoming us here again. Yeah, God bless them um, all. Our second trip over here um, in the last few months over to the school. Uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe to us on the Husker Online YouTube page. Download us anywhere you can find podcasts. And most importantly, check us out at HuskerOnline.com. We're going to have great coverage. Sipple is going to have an award-winning – I'm going to say award-winning. Oh, it God. will be. Um, <laughs> No pressure. Uh, award-winning piece uh, with Cardinal Nelson for Sunday. That's that's going to be coming on the site. So uh, thanks again uh, for following us here, watching us, signing off here in Ainsworth. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 